Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, not too long ago, I was reading a wonderful commentary on the writings of the church's greatest mystic, St. John of the Cross. You know, I've got a long relationship with John of the Cross because my home parish outside Chicago when I was growing up was called St. John of the Cross. So I just knew it as as the name of my parish. And then later on, largely through the ministrations of Thomas Merton, I came to understand the importance of St. John of the Cross. He was a 16th century figure, the spiritual director, by the way, of St. Teresa of Avila. Imagine that little task, that you're the spiritual director of one of the great spiritual masters of the whole tradition. He was a reformer of his Carmelite order. And also, here's one for the literary people, one of the very greatest poets in the Spanish language. So even those who have no interest in in religion, they just love uh, linguistics and poetry, read St. John of the Cross simply for his literary prowess. Anyway, John's treatises on the spiritual life are, are basically lengthy commentaries on his marvelous poems. And that's another thing about him that I find really fascinating. I don't know any other great poet in our tradition who's done that. Imagine if um, T.S. Eliot, you know, writes The Wasteland and then sits down and writes a 250-page commentary on The Wasteland. Or, uh, you know, Shakespeare is going to write a 200-page commentary on one of his great sonnets. But that's what we have, in fact, in John of the Cross. One of these treatises called The Dark Night has given us that phrase, which is commonly used even in, in secular circles, you know, the dark night of the soul, anyway. If, if you want to read some high-octane spirituality, the man to read is St. John of the Cross. So I'll begin with this little encomium to St. John of the Cross. But what I want to talk about today in the homily is, is what this commentator on John was describing. He said this, John of the Cross is not so much interested in helping us to climb the holy mountain. So that's a classic metaphor, right? That there's the holy mountain, and I, I follow certain spiritual paths and programs, and I learn to climb the holy mountain. Now, don't get me wrong. That metaphor is fine, and it, it has a, a legitimate use in the spiritual life. I, I've used it in different contexts. The problem is this, though, and every metaphor has its limitations, and here's the limitation of that one, is it presents God as dumbly out there waiting for us to come to him, right? So there is the holy mountain, like Mount Everest. There it is. And it's just out there. And now my job is to learn how to climb up that sacred mountain. Well, the problem, see, with that dimension of the image is it's totally unbiblical. Why? Why? Because the biblical principle, I talked about it last week, actually, quite a bit, The biblical principle is the primacy of grace. Namely, that God's initiative is always first. Let me say that again. In the spiritual order, 
God's initiative is always first. The one thing the God of the Bible is not doing is passively waiting for us to come crawling to him or just dumbly out there like the holy mountain waiting for us to find a way to climb. No, 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 no. The biblical God is actively pursuing us. That's why here, the hound of heaven, Francis Thompson's great poem, the hound of heaven is a much better metaphor than the holy mountain. Or if you want to combine the two, imagine the holy mountain is now coming after you. It's not just waiting for you to find a way to climb. It's after you. So my commentator I was reading, my commentator on John of the Cross, to update this metaphor a bit, says what John is talking about is the spiritual life is an act of clearing the ground so as to enable the helicopter to land. So we've gone from mountains to the hound of heaven, now the helicopter. He's trying to bring it up today. Imagine a helicopter now. Perhaps it's landing in a battlefield to rescue people or something, but it's a helicopter that wants to land. It wants to come down, but there's too much brush or there's too rocks or too many obstacles on the ground, so it can't land easily. And so people that, that also want the helicopter to come, let's say the, the colleagues of wounded soldiers, they, what they want to do is, is clear the ground, clear the ground that the helicopter might be able easily and safely to land. So this commentator said, remarking on St. John of the Cross, that's how the great saint essentially conceives of God. Not the holy mountain dumbly waiting to, that we might come to it, but God is like a helicopter that wants to land in our space. Just stay with that a little bit. It's an Advent image. Remember from last week, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Come, please come, ransom me. Now it's come, helicopter, come, come land, see? The, the point here is not to preempt the helicopter or to jump on board and take over the controls. We can't do that anyway. What we can do is clear the ground so that the helicopter might land more easily. Now, read St. John of the Cross's spiritual writings with fresh eyes. They largely have to do with the eradication of what he calls attachments. Attachments. What are the... These are creaturely goods that we imagine to be ultimate goods. Make sense? We're all sinners, and so we all do this. Creaturely goods that we imagine to be ultimate goods. So we get obsessed with fame and reputation, material wealth, worldly power, political parties, all the things that beguile the ego. What St. John of the Cross says over and over again is, we have to detach ourselves from these goods so that we can accept the grace that God wants to give us. Clearing the ground. See what I mean? Clearing the, the rough terrain. Clearing out the rocks. Making the landing ground uh, even so that the grace of God can come into our life. 
it's funny to me. Uh, some people have mocked St. John of the Cross as a, oh, a kind of hung up puritanical naysayer. For he famously summed up the spiritual paths, <laughs> path with the words, nada, 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 right? Nothing, nothing, nothing. But see, this has nothing to do with nihilism or puritanism. What does he mean? He means the emptying out of all the attachments I talked about. See, nothing, nothing, nothing to all those things, so as to make room for the inrushing of grace, clearing the ground so that the helicopter can land. Okay, maybe you're wondering, now, why is this man talking about St. John of the Cross and helicopters on the second Sunday of Advent? Well, Well, here's why. All this came rushing back into my mind when I was meditating on our magnificent first reading for today from the prophet Isaiah, a reading, by the way, which is echoed in the words of John the Baptist in the gospel for today. Listen, a voice cries out, in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill shall be made low. Now, familiar words, but I think the John of the Cross image is going to help us here a lot, understand what this is about. The historical setting for this this wonderful outburst is the return of the exiles from Babylon. So remember, Israel is taken away in exile to Babylon, which is far to the east. And then about 70 years later, they got the wonderful news that they were being allowed to return, right? And so the author now is imagining that the rough country that lies in between Babylon and Jerusalem. And and if you've been to that part of the world, you know what he's talking about. This is not a a flat plain, but filled with, with hills and valleys and deserts and so on. He's envisioning that this rough country might be evened out so as to permit an easy path for God to travel to his people. See, there they are in Babylon. They've been liberated. Now, Yahweh, the God of Israel, is coming on this path to get them. So what can we do? Well, let's, let's make a highway for our God. Let's fill in the valleys and knock down the mountains. You know what's interesting, everybody, now that I, I live out in California, you know, I'm a Midwesterner, so everything's flat where I'm from. And so the roads are built and you say, well, what's the big deal? You come out to California where there's tons of rough country and hills and mountains. I remember last year driving up to Yosemite, you know, to go through that country. And these roads that exist in that rough country, how in the world did they build them? Well, there's a lot of filling in and knocking down, right? To make level the path. So Advent is the time for us to clear the ground, to make level the path, so as to facilitate what God with all his heart already wants to do. God wants to be born in us. He wants to make of our hearts new Bethlehems, right? He's the hound of heaven. He's the helicopter that wants to land. So the Advent question for us is, what needs to be cleared away? What requires filling in or building up? Can I suggest a couple things as I close? 
Maybe the deep valley of our indifference to God needs to be filled in. How much time do we spend in prayer? Are we going to Mass? Are we making a regular examination of conscience? Are we spending time before the Blessed Sacrament? You know, if not, that's a deep valley that's preventing the easy arrival of the Lord. Maybe the deep valley of our indifference to the poor, the needy, the ignorant, the spiritually deprived. Can we start practicing regularly the corporal and spiritual works of mercy? Can we give alms more thoroughly? Can we volunteer to teach the faith to young people? That's a way of filling in a valley, see, that's making the access of God difficult. And might I suggest, in the spirit of John of the Cross, can we knock down some of the mountains of our own worldly attachments? Our attachment to money, to fame, to our own success, to esteem, to power. Notice, please, everybody, none of this is designed to earn or merit the love of God. We don't have to do that. It's not part of a program of of spiritual success or self-help. God has no interest in that. It's an exercise in clearing the landing area. It's an exercise in making straight a highway for our God. So, as we move through the Advent season, prepare the way of the Lord. He wants to come. He wants to be born in you. So knock down the mountains. Fill in the valleys. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.